0: Hello everyone and welcome to uh, this episode of Cutting Through the Noise. Today I am hosting Hayley Mears and the incredible guest that I have to share with you all today is Rita Markon. Now, Rita is one of the most dynamic people that I have ever had the pleasure of working with. And I would say of all the people that I've had the pleasure of working with, I've never known anyone that has maintained and sustained such a level of motivation throughout their career. And it's been really, really inspiring. Um, so I really wanted to get you on today so that you could kind of share that with everyone. So um, if you wouldn't mind just kind of introducing yourself, Rita, and telling everyone a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, thank you, Haley. I mean, that was a beautiful introduction. I mean, I I've known you for a long, long time. So that was really um heartwarming to hear from you. Um my my background and, and you know who I am, I will start with that I knew at the age of twelve that I knew that I wanted to be a hairdresser. And for me that was I as soon as I knew that I wanted to be a hairdresser, I was able to manifest that, um, my journey. So I manifested that from the age of 14, I was in a salon. I was working Saturday morning and volunteering. And that really is the start of my career. As I sit here as a general manager of a really large organization, um, you know, that, that services millions of hairdressers around the world. So that was my starting point. I think that's that's pretty incredible because I I look at
0: where you've come from and as the general manager and I'll get you just to explain a little bit about um you know Cow Corporation and all of the brands that you look after under that umbrella. But general manager is usually the position that's given to someone that's kind of come through um, business school and they've come from various kind of corporate environments. Yet you've climbed right to the very top. Um, and I think that is such testament, firstly, to your work ethic, but it's a great message to send to people that are in the workforce or in our industry, and they don't really know where they want to go. And if they might feel limited, it's so not the case. So if you could start by giving us a bit of an overview of Cow Corporation and how long you've been with them and, you know, where you started and and what the
1: position of general manager actually is within that organization. Sure. So my title is General Manager of uh, Cow Salon Australia and New Zealand. And that really is overarching um, all of the salon brands. So Goldwall, KMS, Varus and Orbe. And, you know, if I go back, I entered the corporate um, life really early on. And I started, my dream was to be an educator. That was the piece that really attracted me into corporate life. And I think that if I go back to where hairdressing led me is that hairdressing really was two parts for me when what inspired me was that uh, it was people first, that was being the human part was really important. And then hair was the second part. Mm. So I majored in human skills in my hairdressing career. That's where, where it really started. And there's some of the skills that I implement on an ongoing basis today in my role, Heli. And when I think about that, I, I moved into education and that really was the opportunity that I was exposed to many other things. And working within a large organization, you have the ability of really creating your own career journey. And I, I pretty much said yes to any opportunity that came along. I moved from education into HR. I was based here in Australia, but worked within our global team, designing programs and projects and events. And you meet incredible people along the way and that just led me into many other things. So then I moved into marketing, I have sales background, and now I'm in general management. But it's it's all of those pieces that fit in and the people that you learn from and the things that you stay open to really create that. So I think for me early on with um, my hairdressing career led me into the passion that I do now is that working with people and focusing on their true potential and working them, working to get that to that is probably my greatest quest. And that's what lightens my heart on a daily basis when I'm able to really help people meet their true potential.
0: You actually said that to me in a conversation we had a few weeks back. Um, I think we were just kind of, you know, having a really casual conversation about, you know, work and, and you're like, oh, I just love it when I've got someone on my team. And I can see their potential and, you know, if I can just like give them some tools to like help them reach it, that's really what my job is all about. And I thought I kind of, it it took me back, I have to say, because I was like, wow, like is this something that I really need to focus on as a leader? Is this something that I can do for my team? And, and you know, how do I tap into that potential, which probably brings me to another part of our conversation, which is intuition. I think, mm-hmm. um, because yes. when you, when you look at someone within your team and you yeah. identify what their potential is, I mean, maybe it's not even that apparent to them, but it's apparent to you. Would you say that's?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and I think i go back to, I've had incredible leaders and mentors in my career that have probably believed in me more than I believed in myself. So I think that sometimes having someone around you highlights something that you may not be able to see yet, and I say yet because you may not have developed it, known about it, or willing to bring it to life. If someone's able to help do that for you, you then want to pass it on. You know, I always think about paying it forward. You know, Mm. you learn, you earn. And then you return, and I really believe in that. You know, you take things away, you you continue to grow, but then it's the giving back that's probably the most precious part. Yeah. I think the the intuition piece for me, um, what I will share though, Haley, is my intuition and my instinct comes to life in the human skills part. Yes, yeah. and the the times that I turn that on is when I'm still, and when I'm present. And that's when that instinct and intuition really comes to life. You know, when you're just sitting and you're observing and you're thinking rather than doing. And sometimes that comes when you least expect it, but mm-hmm. when you most need it. And um, I think you and I spoke about this, that... For me, I need to be in a place that heightens my intuition or heightens my creativity and answers just flow. and um, and you know it's it's listening and asking questions to feed that intuition as well, I think and an understanding team. and I think that becomes a really strong part of leadership as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, when we did have that conversation a few weeks ago, you said to me if it, that for you it was about being near water which I found really, really interesting. Um, and you were like, don't you ever have like great ideas in the shower? Oh my God, I do have great ideas in the shower. (laughs) And ever since then, I've I've really thought about like when I've been near the water, you know, has it, has this inspired me and, and I'm not a beach person. So even though I live by the beach and, you know, I'm, you know, surrounded by all of the, the coastline of Australia, um, you know, going to the beach for me isn't a big thing, but I do identify that when I have open space and the kind of clearness in the air that, you know, the coast brings, it really is re-energizing. And so that was something you've taught me to tap into.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, for me, as you know, I, I live by the ocean. So one of the, the great qualities is When I land, you know, if I've been traveling, I get in my car, I drive the coast road home for that specific reason. So it's a cleansing process to to leave it where it is or to reflect or to just take space. And then it, it's a cleansing process at the same time, but it's also a really creative process. So for me about getting my feet in the sand or getting my feet in the water is just that grounding of, you know, sometimes when the answers aren't there and you know it's not there and sometimes taking that space and time, um, allowing that intuition to, to come to play is really, is is a really important part.
0: Have you found, now that you, you're very aware of your intuition and, and that you listen to it, um, you said something to me a little while ago. And again, it was another light bulb moment where I think the comment was, it was like, you know, if something doesn't feel right, I just don't do it. And I think we all were all sometimes we're on this bit of a, a hamster wheel and the momentum's there and you feel like you've just got to keep going, even though something doesn't really feel quite right. And, you know, being able to have the courage to stop and go, actually, maybe there's no reason why this doesn't feel right, but it just doesn't. So I'm not going to go ahead with that. I mean, have you got, have you had any experiences like that where you've had to kind of uncomfortably back away from something?
1: Yeah. I I think it works in two ways, Haley, and I think that definitely when you just go stop and allow it, you know, stop and just allow this to go its own process. You know, the it, there is a process here, and you know when you hustle and you push and you push and you go, mm. this is not, this is not sticking. Why is this not sticking? And sometimes the learning is just to stop and it will reappear. Mm. I think the other piece on that is knowing when to push harder, and your intuition is saying. Don't stop, you know, and keep going, keep going. And I think for me, when this comes into play, is my integrity piece is do it while no one is watching. Don't do it because someone is watching. Yes. So if you know it's the right thing to do, and you know that you're hustling, or you know that you, you, you this is the right thing, and your intuition saying it's right. Do it without anybody worrying about it or watching, and or if it doesn't feel right, just call it and go. This does not feel right. Step away, and it might be stepping away silently. It might be whether it be in life or business is knowing when it's not right and mm-hmm. call it. And it doesn't always feel great, it. But you inside that gut feeling is this is not right here, um, or it could be a timing thing. It may not be a situation thing. It just might be a timing thing. Yeah. So that's okay too. And do you think
0: those are a lot of the skills that you kind of take into your leadership style in terms of like um your philosophy and talent development, you know, like listening to all of those cues, the intuition, but also, you know, you obviously have a really clear understanding of, you know, what your ethics are, what your boundaries are. And I think all of that kind of comes into play and, and probably is what... Encapsulate you as a leader because you have all of those things, and you're really, really clear about what they are.
1: Mm-hmm. I think leadership for me is many different things. I, you know, leadership is a learned skill. So you know, I often hear people say, you know, you're born with it; it's an innate skill. I think it's a learned skill. You develop it, um, and you're constantly learning. You know, I am. I'm. I'm a learner of life. I've been lucky enough that I've had great mentors, great leaders good bad and different that i've learned from i think you learn from everybody i think the other piece to me is i learned this really early on with leadership it's not about me yeah it's about the team that you're leading and i think when something goes wrong you own it you own it you're the first one your name's your name's on the door you own it and when things go right give credit absolutely and- yeah that we did it, you know, it was our choice and this is what we achieved. And I think that when you instill that with the people around you, they choose quickly what, you know, what they live by as well. And they're probably some of my philosophies. I think the other thing I often think about too, Haley, is um, the role is what I do. How I show up is who I am. You're, giving, you're coming out it. with the
0: quotes today and I need to be I'm going to have to come back and listen so I can write them all down. <laughs> or you could just send them to me. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and I live by that because people get really confused about, um, you know, or they get caught up in roles or titles or, you know, achievements that I don't live by that. I, you know, that, that is not important to me. How I show up is important to me. And I'll give you a really good example on the weekend. Um, I caught up with my nieces and, um, they're running around and, and then their little babies and nephews were all running around. They were all crazy and having a great time. Now they didn't care that I was meeting with you today. They didn't care that I was on a business trip last week. They didn't care that I was, you're not a conference they just cared how I showed up to them and I think that's the most important thing as a leader is just show up and be true to you and it's not about the title you're living the role that you're doing the responsibilities you have that's already there that's that's what you pay to do right yeah. how you show up is is probably the most important thing and knowing who you are in that piece is really important as well
0: and was that something you knew from very early on in your career Or do you, or do you think that that kind of, you know, you had to learn the hard lessons over time to be, to be able to really identify that?
1: I think it's just learning the hard lessons over time. I think you just naturally find your own space and find your own authenticity is probably the piece as well. Mm-hmm. You're constantly learning and constantly adjusting. I think leadership to me is also, it's a team sport, but it's also how do I want to be led? What what What's the leader that I want to, that inspires me? And be your true authentic self, you know, and I, I know you hear that a lot being thrown around, but live you because no one else is going to do you better than you. Yeah. And instead of comparing and spending time, you know, what would someone else do or how would they show? Sure? No one's going to live this moment Anyone like anyone else like you. So live it, own it, be true to you because you never know who you're inspiring along the way, right? And um, I think that's always exciting. So when you get to the top and you are at the position of
0: general manager, where where do you go for your leadership and your inspiration? Is it something that you have to kind of hone? And I know that you and I are both lovers of podcasts and, you know, reading books and all that motivational stuff. Is that kind of what keeps you, um, I guess, inspired and, and feeling led and mentored, even if it's yourself kind of educating yourself?
1: inspiration comes from so many different places Hayley like past present future and unknown like Mm -hmm. I think that I am just a a learner of life and you're constantly just seeing things from so many different places so my inspiration definitely comes from you know you and I've shared podcasts and speakers and sometimes the gem will come when you least expect it but you need it the most and I'll just share two stories with you around this because um this happened to me yesterday and I just want to share this story because this okay. is really, this left a, footprint, uh, a fingerprint on my heart. I was 30 minutes early for a meeting and I went into this little coffee shop and it just had beautiful light and I was sitting there and I was on my laptop just sort of getting ready for my meeting and I felt two gentlemen come and sit beside me. I didn't look up, but um, they started a conversation and I'll be honest, I was eavesdropping. <laughs> <laughs> The two gentlemen, one was one was obviously a mentor and one was a mentoree. And the conversation went along and to cut the story short, the older gentleman was 80 years of age, he'd been a chairman on boards, he'd been, you know, this incredible person in his field. And this other guy was obviously inspired by him. And this the conversation was amazing. And I got inspiration from listening to that because The gentleman that was younger, that was half his age, just had so much respect and kindness to this gentleman. And this other guy just oozed wisdom. And I sat there and I stopped typing and pretended I was typing, but I was just, I was caught up in the moment and just felt gratitude to go. He gave me inspiration that you just never know what you're sharing and where it's going to go and where. And he actually inspired me yesterday. Um, And I think a part of that is utilizing the wisdom of others around you, tapping in regardless of age, regardless of stage of life that they're in. There's wisdom in everybody that you can tap into. And, oh, I have a a 96-year-old godmother. And um, in recent times, I spent quite a bit of time with her and she has to be one of the wisest people I know. But, um, and I I have heard this for a long, long time, but it really cemented during COVID and we would catch up and we would, I'd listen to her stories and Good, Bad or Ugly, and she would finish every sentence with this term and it's an Italian saying and it means um, it's sempre avanti, which is always forward. And so she would always go, regardless of good, bad or ugly, sempre avanti, always look forward. And when she really wants to land a thought for me, she goes sempre avanti, cara. Always forward, darling, and I, I take that wisdom in the sense that you can have a bad day, you can have a bad moment, you can have a good day or a good moment. But as a leader, it's always really important to look forward because you you you're driving and directing and guiding and supporting your team to move forward. So, yeah. So, inspiration, my friend, comes from anywhere and everywhere at any golden moment. Is just holding the space to to allow it to absorb.
0: Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. And I always love it when you speak Italian because you do it so beautifully. (laughs) So would you say that those, to go on and to talk about inspiration, Mm -hmm. is there anyone else within our industry or perhaps your career that has, you know, really cemented, um, inspiration for you or someone that you can continually reflect upon the lessons that they've passed to you throughout your career?
1: Um, I think, oh, there's too many to name, to be honest. I would say that I have a good broad spectrum of people that I've worked with in the past that I'd probably take the golden gems of experience. There are people that I've crossed paths with in life that, you know, and there are people that don't even know that. They're my mentor, but I haven't even met them yet. You know, there are people (laughs) that I, they, you, you collect things along the way. I journal. I collect quotes and sayings and ideas constantly. That's, that's one of my things. Um, and it's just about sitting in that space of being quiet. I think. It's the surprises, I think, Haley, that comes along. You know, you and I have had amazing conversations and you probably walked away and gone, I had no idea that that meant something to me. But you do, you capture those gems and you you put them away like gold stars and you save them up. Mm. And you pull those gold stars out when you need them. And I think that um, that becomes really, really important to me. I have a saying that um, I use often and I'll, I'll connect a story to this because it, it again, just happened to me recently, is be true and strong because you never know who you're inspiring. And just recently, I attended a um, an event in Amsterdam, and uh, it, it's our Cow Salon Global Experience. It's a huge event where there's like 2,000 headresses, and you know, talk about experiencing you know the energy of our industry. This is one of those places. And I had this young uh, woman come up to me, and um, she said, "Hi, Rita. and I said. Oh, no, she said, oh hi, my name is. And I said, Oh, hi, I'm Rita. And she said, Yes, we've we've met previously. I don't know whether you remember me, but you know, I we had a conversation, we're at one of these events, and you may not remember the conversation, and my life has changed considerably since we spoke. But she said, you know, I own my own salon now. I have two children. Um, I'm married. And but she said, the reason I walked from that side of the room over to here is she said, I just wanted to say hi and say thanks. And I was like, okay. She, she you may not remember, but we had a conversation and she said, Some of those things still hold true to me. And I just really wanted to acknowledge that and say thanks. Now I remember. Meeting her, I remember. You know, with the, new, the little voice in your head's going, "Where did I meet you?" and what did it?" And she walked away, and I just paused. And another fingerprint was left on my heart because it was 13 years ago, Haley, and wow. I haven't seen or spoken to her since. So, in that 13 years, she had the opportunity of coming up to say thanks for whatever took place, and that just proved to me be true and strong because you never know who you're inspiring and the people you're touching along the way. That's pretty amazing. So you never know. And I think that we all have that gift, whether you're in a leadership role or whether you're working beside someone is be true and kind and you never know what could happen.
0: Yeah. I, I, look, and I think that's, a, it's been a common theme through everyone that I've had the pleasure of speaking to over the past few weeks for this podcast. Um, and I think that's a really nice place. And I think COVID's really brought that out in everyone. Like we've been able to kind of take stock of be a little bit more aware of that kindness and, you know, how we come across to other people and making sure that we let go of all the really little stuff that we don't really need to hang on to. Yeah. Very true. One of the other things that I wanted to to ask you about, I probably have two more questions for you, Rita. Mm-hmm. And um, I may not have prepared you for this one, so sorry. It's, it's off the cuff. But I I think you have an absolutely grueling schedule because every time mm-hmm. we're kind of chatting or you're like, so today, for example, you're in Brisbane. You don't live in nice. Brisbane. Um mm-hmm. I saw you in Sydney last week. I know that you were in Adelaide. I think you were in Hobart. Like the amount of travel that you do is really, really full on. So how mm-hmm. do you manage to always, always seem completely composed, never worn out? You, you just handle it with such elegance and grace. And I wondered if you had like some sort of secret, <laughs> uh-huh.
1: because I uh-huh. don't know how you do that schedule. It's incredible. You know, um, you probably see me on the good days, Hayley. No, I think what I will say to you is that routine is really important to me. I get up at the same time every day, uh, regardless whether I like, you know, if I am traveling overseas or traveling, I will make sure that I get up at the same time every day because that course is routined for my day. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of stuff to have a healthy world. And what I mean by that is I, I just don't think – uh, diet is about health. I think it's about all sorts of things. I think, you know, um, for me, it really is about good food, sunlight, movement. And then somewhere in that is also no noise is just to get quiet space and quiet time. So whatever that may be, like I like to hike. I'm a yogi. I love Pilates. I do those things and I do it for me to get my space for my head space, which gives mm. me mental health, spiritual health and, and being. So. Routine is probably my, my classic go-to. Um, I think the other thing for me is definitely about space and, and just being present. Wherever I am is where I am. I often hear people go, um, you know, you're so busy. We are busy. Life is busy. But I've taken busy out of my vocab. I don't like that word anymore. And I just say I've got a lot on or my schedule is full or there's a lot going on in the calendar. Because I think everybody in life is busy. It's just where you choose to allocate your time.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, it's it's a matter of prioritization, right?
1: Yep. Mm. Absolutely. So I think it's what you choose to put first, and and most mornings I will choose to put something that's a well-being first before I start my day. So, whether it be going for a walk or whatever it may be, it's something that just allows me my space before I can give you my space. Yeah. Um. And I think that that gives allows me to be better for whoever I'm meeting with that day, connecting with that day. Um screen, via live, whatever it may be. And the other trick I do have, Hayley, which I will share is, you're right, you know, um, for all of the people out there that are listening that travel a lot, my only secret is um, I unpack my bag the minute I walk through the door. Okay. The first thing I do, and that's my way of disconnecting my trip. It's disconnecting where I've been, so I then am fully in my own space. Um, I feel like I've that one's done. I put that away, and my other piece is that, particularly when I fly home, um, I drive by the water, and yes. and that that disconnection, that cleansing, and that reflection piece as well.
0: Those are some great tips. I love the unpacking. That's I'm always too tired and I think I'll do it later. And then, you know, days later, there's still a suitcase there with filthy clothes in it. So that's an awesome tip. My last, I guess it's not a question, but just a point of interest to me because I do find Mm -hmm. this really inspirational. Do you Mm -hmm. know of any other general managers um, within our industry that have come from the same place as you, that have been able to work their way up? from Mm -hmm. whether it be in education because I'm not aware of any and I just think it's such an incredible lesson and something that I really just want to acknowledge in you that, you know, you've made your way to the very top of such a huge organization and, you know, where you started and where you've gone to is I, I don't know of anyone else that's done it. Are you aware of anyone else that's had a very similar journey to you and managed to
1: get to the role of GM? I don't know off the top of my head, to be honest. Um, but what I will say is everyone's journey is different. And I think, you know, it's, you know, re- regardless of where you start from, it's how you show up today that's probably the most valuable. And I think I was just lucky enough for me, and I'm so grateful for the, for the people I've met and the lessons I've learned, but headdressing was such a great starting point for so many different things and the skills you learn. And and you understand this is, you know, starting your headdressing Mm. career is that's why I say I majored human skills via headdressing because most people will say that they majored a subject when they went to university. We underestimate the the power that we have as a stylist and the power that we have, um, in our industry, it just filters so much. So I think it's, um, regardless of where you started, it's how you show up today and then how you then continue to share it with others and just continue to be that, you know, inspiring people. And I, I love telling the story about hairdressing, because it, I've seen so many incredible people look at what you've done and you started as a stylist, you know. Yeah. You know, there are so many incredible people that started as a hitter, so it, it doesn't matter where you end up, it's, it's how you show up.
0: Yeah. And what I love about um, your career and all of the bits and pieces that you've shared with us today is I know that you're going to, um, going to share that with the world on your Instagram page because I'm going to make you. <laughs> <laughs> so in the show notes, I'm going to be dropping um, your Instagram handle, but also your LinkedIn because I feel that that is such a an underutilized space for us to connect. And uh-huh. although that's not been the platform that our industry has typically used, it's definitely changing. And I would love everyone to connect with you on there because you've got so much value to share. So thank you so, so much for coming on. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure house. um it's been an absolute delight and continue to share your magic because um it's everyone making all of these piece together that that brings joy to our world so thank you Haley. Oh, thanks reeds
0: <laughs> all right thanks everyone for joining us and please have a look in the show notes for readers handles she's fantastic you'll love to follow her